At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Welcome in. It is the Lombardi line here on a beautiful Wednesday morning in Las Vegas, just past noon on the East Coast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ben Wilson here at our South Point Sportsbook Studios, joined on the desk once again today by Wes Reynolds as we continue to fill in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. A lot going on today, Wes, just like there was yesterday, but we do have some uh, some live betting action we can get into. Some MLB games just about to start. I know for both of us, it was a we started our day sweating some Wimbledon. It's all you know, always nice. You wake up. Turn off the alarm. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, boy, fire the, sound the alarms. We've got a tennis bet to sweat. Uh, I know both of us had had action this morning. And Roger Federer, uh, you might be involved in the sweat right now if you took him. He was uh, minus 250 against Hubert Hurkacz in the uh, men's quarterfinals at Wimbledon. Loses, though, West the first set, 6-3. Went in the live market. I saw it at even money and quickly breaks Hurkacz starting the second set back up to minus 190. Interesting. Yeah, Hurkacz took the money. I think he was a little over a $2 favorite, about 210 Not a ton, but it went down to about as low as 195 some 185 also in the market. So people were fading Roger Federer here, and now Federer is trying to avoid a break point, has the early break on Herkic in the second set, lost the first one 6-3. to three. So 
already have seen uh, some action this morning, as you mentioned. Novak Djokovic advances in straights, uh, three, four, and four, so he will be in the semifinals. I had the under twenty nine there, and that's where it landed. Under mm. twenty nine games, uh, and then also uh, Kachinov against Shapovalov. Shapovalov in a great five setting setter match, six four in the fifth. So. If you took Shapovalov on the money line, you got there. If you took Kachinov plus games like I did at plus four and a half, you just barely got there, but just barely is enough. Well, we we both won. That's not we were oppo and we both won. How yes, about that I uh, Shapovalov in a parlay for me with Matteo Berrettini minus one eighteen. Uh, that match just underway. Berrettini and Auger Aliassime. So we will keep you uh, posted on what happens at uh, the All England Club throughout the show. We're with you here for the next couple hours. We'll also take a preview into tomorrow's slate, the women's semifinals that uh, get underway. A lot of other content to talk about on the show today. NBA, NHL. We'll get our reactions to game one of the finals here in just a couple minutes. First, though, Wes, we also have, uh, and mostly due to Mother Nature, we've got some doubleheaders today. Big MLB card that starts here in just a couple of minutes uh, with uh, the Indians and Rays with the Tropical Storm Elsa coming into the Florida area. They postponed the game last night. Split doubleheader today, so a couple of seven-inning games as J.C. Mejia and Michael Waka go at it. This is a 12-10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, first pitch. Let me just ask you this, Wes. Since we since we saw the MLB introduce the seven inning games in, as part of the doubleheaders mm-hmm. with last year's shortened season, how many of these seven inning games have you actually bet uh, pregame or in game or just just anything? No, so I d- I do a few of these. You, okay, usually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually more often than not, it's the first game. And what you see with a lot of betters, Ben, is that they'll kind of wait for that result for the first game. And sometimes they'll go opposite the second game. I'm not necessarily endorsing that strategy. I think you got to go really on a game to game basis, but what you're seeing here in this first game that goes off in about five minutes at Trop is the under is getting bet here early. It was seven. Now you're seeing it seven juice to the under at minus 125 here at BetMGM and also at some other places. I don't necessarily disagree with that move. JC Mejia, you would think, is due some positive regression here at 754 on the ERA, 427 on the XFIP. Uh, how many fans will be there? That's the other uh, over-under question as we welcome you. And it is the Lombardi line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, joined by Wes Reynolds. Follow him at Wes Reynolds 1. I am Ben Wilson uh, here with uh, J.J. Leonard, our producer behind the glass. Yes, what, over-under uh, 6,000 fans? Is that too is that too generous? Game, yeah, game one might, of a midweek doubleheader. That might drop? be too generous. And so. <laughs> obviously there's a, uh, which we'll get to later in the program, there is a big hockey game down there in Tampa, Florida tonight. So that might have most of the fans focused. They do have a double dip, of course, with the Indians. No starters announced for that game that's uh, tentatively scheduled for 3:10 Eastern time, 12:10 Pacific. So no starters yet on the board for that one. Okay. Yeah, I, as I'm thinking about that, I, I definitely over. <laughs> was over generous for the trap. Maybe divide that 6,000 in half. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll go with that. Uh, you mentioned the NHL, the Stanley Cup final game five. That is tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show. But uh, for now, Wes, we react first and, and then also look ahead. NBA finals get underway last night as uh, the Phoenix Suns win 118-105. And I know that was uh, for you. You had a, a really nice number there on the total. Uh, what, 217 and a half? Yes. Right? You got that at? So closes in the 220-220 and a half range. You needed a late three to actually get over that closing number. Uh, the It's interesting, though. You look at the – I don't know how much you rely on the shot quality data. I know we, we talk about this a lot during the college basketball season, uh, shot quality where they track basically exactly what it is, the quality of shots in every college basketball game, NBA games as well, just to give you an idea of, based on the type of shots taken, what you would expect a final score and a game flow to actually be. Um, this probably isn't too much of a surprise, Wes, 
us, but the, the data spitting out last night, they had that result. Suns 125, Bucks 115. So should have been a little bit more comfortable on your uh, your total bet there. Uh, but the result definitely uh, definitely seemed warranted. And I think the big thing coming out of game one was, as you mentioned, the narrative behind Chris Paul, the favorite to win the MVP coming in. Well, it was more than just a narrative. He was able to back that up with uh, actual statistical uh, <laughs> evidence there with, uh, with an amazing game last night. Third player at age 36 or older to score 30 or more in an NBA Finals game. Uh, only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Tim Duncan have done that. Uh, it's interesting just to kind of flip ahead now because you think about the series price. We've seen this adjust to Suns minus $3. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I were both thinking, all right, if, if you like the Bucks, and, and you were thinking, all right, let's just maybe wait, take the Bucks at a better price. Uh, having said that, though, if you're still looking to get involved with Phoenix – Chris Paul's now minus 145 to win the MVP. That from plus 150 yesterday. Uh, so it's interesting to compare those because you have to think, right? You mm-hmm. mentioned the narrative, but now you've got the stats to back it up. I know it's just one game, but that if you're looking to get Phoenix, doesn't that seem like the proper bet right now? Yeah, and before we reached the NBA Finals, we did mention that Chris Paul, look, when he was down there at like 8-1, to 7-1 mm-hmm. to one yeah. for MVP, it's like if this team goes ahead and wins and this team could very well be the last man standing because they're the last healthy team, standing really when you look at it everybody else has had a really major injury in terms of one of their star players so you kind of have to think if Phoenix is going to win Chris Paul is likely to win the MVP and now he's at minus 145 I think he was a little less than two to one before tip off yesterday and 32 points nine assists four rebounds he was the leading scorer for this team really made the offense go you saw Milwaukee really had trouble with that drop coverage that they run on defense Mm -hmm. and Chris Ball and Devin Booker were able to kind of eat him up in the pick and roll, even though Devin Booker, not a really great shooting night at eight of 21, still had 27 points. But Phoenix was very efficient offensively, despite the fact that Jay Crowder only gave him one point and didn't make a shot. So when one of your starters don't make it, doesn't make a shot and you still win by 13 points, 118 to 105. I know Giannis was given it a go and he is not 100 percent, but he still had 20 points, 17 rebounds, only 11 shots, though, last night. Chris Middleton was. Mm-hmm bulk of the shooting for the Milwaukee Bucks with 26 made 12 of them for uh, a team high 29 points but you look at what we saw from Phoenix and and I was saying I was looking to get involved with Milwaukee in series I still might but I haven't just jumped right in like I would have in previous series where it's like okay down one nothing you know like with the Clippers a couple times that paid off where it's like okay I'm gonna jump in down 1-0 at that plus price I'm not jumping right in yet because Milwaukee's got to make some adjustments uh, to what we saw last night taking putting Giannis's health or lack thereof aside you really saw that they had problems guarding that pick and roll and that Phoenix got, as you mentioned with the shot quality data, even not knowing the data, just eyeball watching and watching yeah. the game, they were getting much better looks. And there were a lot of contested looks, a lot of, you know, Giannis or somebody just kind of throw it up and hope you get fouled and get bailed out with the call. And that's essentially what you saw with Milwaukee. You did not really see a lot of clean looks. And when they got them, they had to work a lot harder to get those looks than the Phoenix Suns did last night. Uh, yeah, and to your, your point there as well, I mean, we think it's funny how we were on the air yesterday. That line was five and a half, six, and we were basically, at that point, we had not gotten the report yet from Malika Andrews because that was, I think it was right after we mm-hmm. got off the air where Giannis was upgraded from doubtful to questionable. You then find about an hour before the game that he would suit up and certainly, you know, not, not at 100%, but he, all things considered, Wes, like if we just kind of take a step back here, look at the timeline for a second. We go from... 
you just you think about this the day after the injury, which is at this point eight days ago against the Hawks. You go from the Bucks fearing it was an ACL, the, just in, you know we had that report insider team sources fearing that. Then you go from okay, not an ACL, severe hyperextension. All right, he'll miss the rest of the playoffs, but at least he's not going to miss any time for next year. Then you go to well, if, the, if they make the finals and it goes deep, he might come back. Then we go to well, if there's a game seven in the Atlanta series, maybe he can play. And then to like for him to come out yesterday and obviously not 100%, he still looked pretty good to me, to go 35 minutes, 20 points, 17 rebounds, and basically at, and for stretches keep single-handedly keep the Bucks in that game until we did see Chris Middleton get hot late in that game, as you see uh, some of the, the main player stat lines from last night. Like that, to me, is, is the interesting part going forward because I think the last thing you would have wanted to happen if you were looking to get involved with the Bucks is for them to rush Giannis back him to re-aggravate the injury and not look particularly good. But at the same time, Wes, like he looked pretty good last night and the Bucks did. I mean, the, while you mentioned the adjustments they're going to have to make, uh, they looked to me pretty live in that game. Uh, and at the same time, I mean, they're, we're going to get into those adjustments here in a second, but don't you have to think though, from a Bucks perspective, like this is as good of a, a spot as you could be in for having lost game one. And we kind of assumed Phoenix should be a rightful favorite and they were likely to win game one the whole way, regardless of whether they had Giannis in or out. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to look at the price and then, then you can get into that exact score. What have you, if you want to bet the Bucks? I don't think that they're, I mean, we, we always become prisoners of the moment, right? Ben, when we see what we saw last night and it's like, okay, this is going to be a wrap. This is going to be a sweep. And it's like, well, not so fast. Uh, so, I mean, I, I still think the Bucks have a chance in this series. They have to make adjustments, though. And what you really saw that's kind of maybe given you pause on the Bucks side is what I mentioned yesterday. DeAndre Ayton got going. And he's done what he has done. He's had very strong starts to these series. He was, uh, I think, 22 and 19, 8 to 10 from the floor last night. So, the Phoenix actually has somebody that can defend the Bucks in the paint. And that's where you saw Milwaukee really have their success against Atlanta. I think before Giannis went out in game four, Milwaukee was well over 70% in the paint. They were able to score on Clint Capella or whoever Atlanta put down there. Well, now you've got a guy in Aiton that can be an honest defender down there. And it's going to be a lot tougher to score in the paint. And you kind of saw that when Giannis or Middleton or any mm -hmm. of those guys drove in the paint there were kind of a lot of these awkward shots that they had to get off and just, you know, hope that they draw a foul. And that is something Milwaukee and coach bud is going to have to make an adjustment on is like, okay, are we just going to pace and space and shoot threes? Or are we going to do what we've been doing all the playoffs with having Giannis attack the rim, which I think is obviously even with an injury, I think that's a better approach for Giannis. You don't want him hitting that first three and then falling in love. And then all of a sudden going one for seven, one for eight from the three and just taking bad shots. Yeah, he, hit, he hit his prerequisite one terrible shot selection three. It went in. <laughs> Fortunately, that was uh, the only one he attempted. I will say this too. And you mentioned kind of the, the offensive uh, strategy here for the Bucs. Did you also, did you, uh, this was my feel just from the eye test and watching this and having watched the Bucs, basically the whole playoffs and, and how this run has gone. They seem to me, Wes, and you see this sometimes with really deep playoff series where they just look gassed after mm -hmm. a, such an emotional seven game series against the Nets and all that they had to deal with. Sands Giannis, the last three games of that Atlanta series, there was like a 20 minute stretch where they looked really slow yeah. and, and Phoenix was just, I mean, kind of on both ends of the floor outrunning them. But at the same time, like this is a Milwaukee team that pace wise them and Phoenix were on pretty equal terms and Milwaukee yes. loves to run. 
And that kind of was bared out in the two regular season meetings where each team were pretty, they were content with letting each other get up and down, run their stuff. So to that end, like, did you, did you, first off, would you agree with that assessment? They look, they just look kind of tired and try to get their legs under them after game one. Absolutely. When you look at really the regular season games that you mentioned, Phoenix did win both meetings like by a combined two points. So very even here. And then you looked at the totals, how they were adjusted down. They, I thought and that's why I went over 217. I thought it was adjusted too low. And a lot of that over 217 was Giannis not playing because we have hit it over and over again here mm-hmm. on VEASAN that the numbers on defense go down for the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis, that they're able to kind of replace that offense a little bit, or at least relatively speaking, but the defense really drops. So I think also when you have a guy, and I know he was only out two games, but when you have a guy that you haven't played with for a couple games, it does throw your rhythm off a little bit when you're so used to the exact same rotation playing what they played 72 games here in the regular season. You're so used to that guy being in the lineup and and what the minutes are going to be. Okay, you're going to come in at the under six-minute timeout of the second quarter. I mean, these rotations, they're always kind of toyed with and doctored with throughout the season by a coach and his staff, but... It's very much, by and large, the same range in terms of minutes. You know, sometimes they might have a hot shooter that they ride and play a little bit more minutes, but they usually stay true to their rotations. So you throw Giannis back in, and that means different guys are playing different minutes. Uh, Obviously, you saw Bobby Portis only 14 minutes last night, and when he was playing 30-plus without Giannis, and you really didn't get, I think, a ton off the bench. I think you only had like 22 points off the bench combined with the four guys that played. So... All of a sudden, you got these guys playing big minutes. Obviously, Chris Middleton, with or without Giannis, is going to have to kind of go the distance. And he played 45 last night. Giannis, 35. Drew Holiday, 40. So I think that throws you off, even though it was only a two-game absence. We're all of a sudden. And and that's why I thought you saw him look a little fatigued, because you've got guys now having to play bigger minutes than they're used to. And then you put Giannis back in, and it's like, okay, we got to get used to playing with the guy again. Maybe the easiest bet you could have won this entire playoffs was the Bobby Portis. Uh, was it under 16 and a half, the, the points prop? Yes. Now, obviously, that would, once Giannis was announced, that was pulled and, and adjusted, but still, I mean, barely, barely a factor um, at, at all in that game. And, and you just, you, know, you mentioned too, why some of the adjustments you think Milwaukee has to make. Uh, you think about the Paul Booker Aiton trio. 81 points mm-hmm. for those three um, specifically. You're not going to beat a team I mean, when they do that. And yeah, and it's, it was part of why I think we, when we handicapped the Brooklyn series, we felt like with Brooklyn at full strength, what Milwaukee has, they just don't have enough to slow down a full-strength Brooklyn team with the three of those guys that they've got. There's obviously not quite a full, uh, you know, poor man's full, full strength, uh, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, but still, I mean, 81 points. Another thing, too, we, it's funny, I feel like we never talk about We talk about this a ton in the college game when we're handicapping March Madness, but we never talk about this, at least it doesn't seem like we do in, in NBA uh, parlance, and that would be free throw shooting, which uh, you can make the case for some of these. You get the home cooking, some of the refs, you know, everybody likes to you know, spew their conspiracy theories on that. Mm-hmm. But, look, Suns go 25 to 26 from the line. Bucks get only attempt 16 free throws, 12 of which were shot by Giannis, who at this point you're, you're essentially like, if you're betting the bucks, you're just like, go on for two, man. Yeah. Just get, just get me one. So like that is enough of a discrepancy where you almost wonder, while I, I certainly think the series is far from over. I'm not one to overreact. I, I was never expecting the bucks to win game one. And Giannis honestly looked pretty good. I felt like for, for the, uh, the severity of the initial injury, we thought 
It, isn't that, though, a pretty big uh, worry you'd have to have if you're looking to go in on uh, Milwaukee long-term when you think about not only the quality of the shots Phoenix got, but the uh, the advantage that they're inherently getting, especially in these home games where they've got the series edge at the line in, in cases like this. And Phoenix, as you mentioned, did get quality shots, but they really didn't shoot the ball that great no, either. Yeah. They were about 46.5% as a team, 11 of 34 from the three, so that's under a third at 32.4%. So that's not great. And Milwaukee did make 16 threes. They made five more threes than Phoenix and only one less shot, and they lost by 13 because Phoenix, because they were getting these quality looks and they were getting quality lanes in terms of which to drive to the basket, that's why they got fouled so much. You could put aside the home cooking. I think it was Phoenix earning those trips to the line. It was 25 of 26 against 9 of 16 for the Bucks. The Bucks were pretty much even in terms of stats. A few more turnovers, but... If you look at it statistically and you just box score watch, you would have thought that this game was a lot more even, that this was a two or three possession game. And that's why you got to watch these things and pick up different little nuances that can that you can figure out and that can be explained. Tim Legler on uh, SVP in the postgame sports center last night, I thought did a tremendous job. Really is probably their best analyst on ESPN from mm-hmm. that standpoint. Really breaking down how the Bucks got these shots and putting it in very simple terms for any layman or any casual fan or better that's watching this game. And then you can really see, oh yeah, this is why this was a 13 point game because the box score will lie to you a little bit. If you were just observing that. Yeah. And uh, like we will, we will bring on our own Tim Legler in uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, mm-hmm. our senior NBA analyst a little bit later in the show. You just think about the adjustment now, five and a half, this gets open actually one shop right now at five. Total, though, bet up, not too much of a surprise based on what we just saw, 220 and a half to 221. We mentioned earlier the series price, Phoenix minus 300. We both kind of think if you want to still go in on Phoenix, the bet to make those, Chris Paul to an MVP, minus 145 is yes. the bet um, you can make there. Uh, anything you're are, like, are you, did you see enough out of Milwaukee that you'd be willing to go in on them at in game two, knowing it's the same price? And you also know here you are getting Giannis back. Yeah, I haven't really determined that as of yet. I've got another day in between here, but I do think Milwaukee is going to show a pulse. And then we see game two right now, five and a half about where it was before Giannis was announced back in the lineup. Total has been adjusted now to about 221. I would actually maybe be looking to go under in game two because I think with Giannis back, that is going to help them defend. I know, yeah, I know the reason you like the over, it was because of his absence. Yes. So yeah, we, we might be onto something there. And yes, you don't have to have a decision yet for those of you watching, trying to figure out the bet. You got a whole day and a half basically to uh, figure out a bet on this. We're just getting started on Lombardi line when we come back. Huge match going on across the pond in the Euros. We'll take a look at England versus Denmark when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com. Sport terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're back on the Lombardi line. Just getting the show started. I'm Ben Wilson. Once again, joined by Wes Reynolds on the desk here from our South Point Sports Studio in Las Vegas. And Wes, we go back across the pond. I know you're, you're doing all sorts of preparations for that with uh, British Open coming up. We were just there yesterday. London, Wembley Stadium, Italy, uh, Spain we talked about. And uh, Italy does advance, albeit in, uh, in PKs, after the 1-1 regulation uh, final there. And uh, we now get England taking on Denmark today, who, as we kind of touched on yesterday, uh, the books say this is a very high, high likelihood of them advancing into the final is about a minus 325, minus 350 favorites to actually advance here. I know you and I, though, we've both bet Denmark in at least in the past round. Uh, they beat the Czech Republic in the, uh, the quarterfinal match. So when you look at this, I know that England's got the home, home crowd advantage today. And they've been a, a, with a, a team with a lot of big names, big, big team that I think a lot of people are expecting to win on home soil. But I don't know. I know U.S. pretty well. You like to go against the grain here. Are you are you taking a stab uh, with Denmark again? I know they were profitable for you uh, over the weekend here. Yeah, I am going to go against the grain here, actually. And and you look with England in the last round. I think a lot of people are betting in betters really from sport to sport, uh, really across the board, more often than not are going to bet what they saw last. And what did they see last? They saw England absolutely dominate Ukraine four to nothing on July 3rd in Rome, which was probably good for England to get away from England and actually yeah. go on the road and get away <laughs> from the press and get away from all the hype, the it's coming home and, and whatnot. That's been the tagline and obviously the excitement in England 
uh, for this team that is now just two wins away from bringing the Euro trophy back home to jolly old England. But they won 4 nothing over Ukraine, but a lot of that, I think, was Ukraine kind of packed it in, and they were resigned to their fate once it got down 2 to nothing. and England just kept, they didn't park the bus, they just kind of kept piling it on, and they kept piling it on because Ukraine made mistakes, and really, you could kind of see in their body language that they were done, that they knew that they weren't coming back, so then that means people want to bet England because it's like, wow, they were so impressive against the Ukraine. And Denmark, you look at them, they have been obviously the dark horse here from uh, Christian Eriksen. Obviously, his heart stopped on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fortunately, he is okay and recuperating. But you look at Denmark in Group B, they were one and two and advanced on goal differential because Belgium was the dominant team in that group, won all three matches and a six goal differential. So it's like Denmark's the uninvited guest to this party here. We saw with Italy and Spain yesterday, Italy, by, by the way, advancing in PKs to the final. You know, two teams expected to be there. And then England, I think the draw really shook out for them. And they've been very good. But if you look at Denmark, they in four of their five games they played, they've led and expected goals. And combined the games against Russia, Wales, and the Czech Republic, 7.17 expected goals for the Danes versus 3.26 against. So they've been relatively impressive in their own right now not so much as England on the defensive end have not allowed a goal at all in this tournament and, and has held the opposition in five matches to 3.37 expected goals these two teams did meet in late 2020 in what's called the UEFA Nations mm -hmm. League and actually got a draw late in that calendar year so what I'm going to be doing here is Ultimately, I think England is going to advance, but I am going to play Denmark in regulation to get a result in that first 90 minutes plus stoppage time. So what you could do now that's out there at plus a half a goal. And I think it bet MGM. It's actually plus 125. That's correct. Yeah. If you want a little bit more certainty, there are some places, some markets out there, depending on how many outs and how many stores you shop at, where it's plus 0.75 minus like a dollar 14, dollar 15 ish. So that basically 0.75 means half the bet is plus a half a goal and the other half a bet is a full goal. So like, let's say England wins in regulation by one, you at least push that, but you lose the half goal portion. So you basically lose half your bet. So I think Denmark is going to take this to extra time today. I don't think England is going to win this in regulation. So that is the way I'm going to go. If you want to bet the draw price on that, which would have got you paid yesterday, yeah. plus 260 basically in the market right now. Not bad. Uh, you and I, we're both sucker for the Danes. Uh, They've rewarded us so far. Wes. The hype for <laughs> England is going to be very real, and I think that there's yeah. a lot of pressure on these guys, and you may see some nerves early from the three I, lines. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. We saw that early in the Germany match. I think they advance West. I don't think England's winning uh, Euro. you agree with that? I don't either. I don't think they are. Uh, Italy minus 125 right now, your favorite after winning yesterday. When we return on the Lombardi line, we uh, go out to our good friend Steve Mackin and Point Spread Weekly Editor. A lot to cover with Steve on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
VEASAN is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of the McGregor-Poirier main event, plus key bounce on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finnick, Carl Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VEASAN newsletter to receive our digital guide. And tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at VEASAN.com slash free. It was great to have Gamble himself, Lou Finnecaro, on the Lombardi line with us yesterday. And we're going to be joined here uh, in a moment by another one of our Point Spread Weekly contributors as we're back here on the show with Wes Reynolds, Ben Wilson at our South Point Sportsbook Studios here in Las Vegas. I've, I've heard, Wes, the, like the over-under on gentlemanly Midwesterners allowed on a show is, is two and a half. You can't go over that, but we're, well, we're, we're going to break that rule. Break that rule. <laughs> Let's go out to the great state of Wisconsin with our friend uh, Steve Mackinnon joining us. A new edition of Point Spread Weekly coming out shortly. Uh, Steve, great to uh, have you on today. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, not a bad idea having more Midwesterners on the show. So uh, glad to be part of it. Of, co- uh, of course, we've never turned down that uh, that opportunity. Uh, we certainly, uh, at least uh, in the you know, Central, been a, a great race uh, so far with the Milwaukee Brewers there in, uh, in, in your home state. Steve, looking very uh, live so far to win that division. I know it's an interesting write-up, though, that you touched on in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Looking at bullpens, and as we get into the second half of the year, that is such an important part of every baseball better's daily um, handicap. So looking at things so far, and you, you ranked your top ten bullpens uh, to this point. San Diego Padres have been very good, just top to bottom overall, uh, from their starting rotation down to the pen. What have you seen out of San Diego that makes them uh, the toppers of your list so far? Well, I think the biggest thing you've seen out of San Diego bullpen is uh, consistency to this point. Uh, they they haven't gone through the swoons that a lot of the, the other teams have. I mean, uh, I, I think I've had them anywhere between about a 16 and a 25 on my power rating thing for the for the year, and that's not a real big swing. So right now they're number one set with an 18 rating and uh, certainly something that they're going to need down the stretch run and in such a tight division at this point. That, that thing's up for grab, grabs between the three teams. And uh, looking at these ratings, and that's why we say is better. Sometimes you got to eyeball watch, and sometimes you got a numbers watch because seeing there, tenth for the Cincinnati Reds. Of course, that is my team in the NL Central, and tenth in bullpens. And when you watch them, you're like, oh my god, this is the worst bullpen in the league. And they did blow one last night, by the way, in Kansas City. But the numbers indicate that they're in the top third of the league. So definitely cop that piece in Point Spread Weekly that Steve has put out there. Uh, Steve, let's get to some college football season wins and look as more sports start to stop once we get done with hockey and then NBA gets done it's going to be all football all the time really here on the network and in terms of our handicapping and betting purposes and just looking a little bit at your early season win projections and a couple stood out to me you like the under nine with Notre Dame and you like the under six with the Tennessee Volunteers new coach down there in Knoxville Josh Heupel comes in from Central Florida to replace Jeremy Pruitt and you like the under for both teams why sir well i think there's one key fundamental reason for both and it's going to be inexperience this is going to be a year in college football where experience is heightened beyond any year we've seen i think there's an average number of about 16 plus uh returning starters for teams those teams notre dame and tennessee are, are around half of that so they're both those teams obviously play tough schedules, Tennessee and the SEC. Notre Dame always plays their very tough non-conference slate all the time. So 
Uh, in fact, Notre Dame plays six teams coming off of bye weeks, too. So that even heightens the difficulty of that schedule. So uh, I think if, if you want to characterize it down to one particular reason, it would be an experience for those two teams. Again, uh, Steve McInan joining us, Point Spread Weekly, a contributor here on the Lombardi line. And kind of to back up your point there, uh, Bill Connolly from, uh, from ESPN, talking just about the, uh, the whole nature of returners this year. So the normal national average, about 63% of production coming back this year, it's like 77%. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and you, you, know, you point, point that out with Notre Dame. Because uh, they, they all got that exactly, extra year. Exactly, yeah, with, yes. with the pandemic. So Notre Dame uh, ranks 124th uh, coming out of the 127 FBS team, Steve. So uh, it, it kind of backs up your, your point uh, entirely. And I would assume you're going to be targeting you know, teams like that. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tennessee as well. well. There's not not many teams that are going to have as much turnover as teams like that. Uh, anybody else? I mean, I, I know you, those are those two uh, in particular. How is that going to work once we get into the season from a, a weekly standpoint? Is it going to be more targeting things early in the year when you're, you're kind of waiting for some of those teams to kind of get up to speed as opposed to all these others who have so much coming back? That's actually a good point, Ben, because uh, one of the things I do every year is my college football stability scores, and uh, they were in there for the uh, points per weekly about three weeks ago, maybe, I believe. Uh, but those, uh, I tend to have my stability uh, system plays in the first four weeks of the season. So if you got teams with inexperienced new coaching staffs, they tend to struggle most early, mm -hmm. and you tend to be playing against teams early. So I, I would definitely go along with that train of thought. Now, if you also look at that returning production or lack thereof, one, a couple of the teams that are at the bottom of that, of course, are Ohio State and Alabama, who are going to be ranked near the top and, and obviously lost a lot in the NFL draft. And look, they don't rebuild, they reload at those programs. So they're going to have five-star kids all over the place to replace these guys. So Steve, in terms of if you want to attack those teams, do you go against them early with the fact that they have a lot of new guys, and albeit talented? guys and new places new faces or do you wait until later in the season when maybe they get a little inflated in the price or just stay away altogether well i tell you what uh, as much as they have that talent they're being treated similarly than they are every, every other season so uh, their, their ratings aren't going to be down by most of the odds makers now i i find it to be a, a situation where they may be good play against teams against spreads because if you're going to be laying as many points as you usually do with these typical teams. Uh, this year, they're, they're going to be a little less experienced going against teams that are more experienced. That could make the difference in covering spreads or not. So I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't expect either Alabama or Ohio State to take dramatic falls, but I, I, I wouldn't want to be on the side of riding them consistently on point spreads this season. Steve, got about 45 seconds left to go. NASCAR going to go back to the ovals down in Atlanta for the uh, Quaker State race. And look, Kyle Larson's in a slump. He hasn't won in three weeks, but you have him at the <laughs> yeah. top of your model this week down in Atlanta. Atlanta, they did race earlier this year. Ryan Blaney, the winner. But uh, give us a little bit of a layout here in the next 40 seconds of this race. Yeah, you know, Larson dominated the, the race here in the spring. Uh, this will be the second time they're back in Atlanta. He didn't win. Blaney won that race, but uh, Larson had the most laps led, best driver rating that day. He's certainly going to be the guy to beat here. He's been on fire, that hasn't slipped. Uh, obviously, he hasn't won, but uh, he'll be the guy to beat. Don't discount Blaney. Don't discount Chase Elliott or even Denny Hamlin, possibly. All right. Follow him at Steve Mackinnon, one of our great Point Spread Weekly uh, editors and contributors. New edition coming out this week. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for giving us some time today. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Steve.
All right, coming up next here on the Lombardi Line, time to go back across the pond, West. It's, it's like the, you know, we're doing this like three times a show. I love it. We're going to talk some golf uh, because a big event coming up uh, in the Scottish Open. We'll talk about that next right here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step on the court with BetMGM for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win Wimbledon. If any player serves an ace, you win $100 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and get your piece of the tennis action at BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada. Virginia and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. As we're back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Ben Wilson with you Wednesday here at the South Point Sportsbook Studios, joined by Wes Reynolds on the desk as we're going to go back across the pond, handicap a little golf this week. There also is a PGA event here in the States, the John Deere Classic. But first, though, sound the alarm, Wes. Roger Federer 
He's down two sets to none to Hubert Hurkacz and uh, is now plus 300 in the live betting. He was about minus 250 coming out. Uh, Fed fans, and we were all hoping we were going to see Federer on a, on a collision course to possibly get Novak Djokovic in the final, and that is now in serious jeopardy. Yeah, and uh, I saw some $3 plus 260. Somebody just took a poke at bet MGM because it's now plus 240, and that's probably because uh, Roger Federer wins the first point here in this third set, but Herkic, the pole, uh, 14th seed and against the sixth seed, Roger Federer. So Roger Federer going to have to have a Herculean effort. We'll see if he has it in him. He's done it so many times over the years. But we know Father Time is undefeated, Ben, against Sadly, against everybody. So, you know, is this Father Time for Roger Federer? I did not get involved here because I don't want to count this guy out because he has found ways in the past to do it. But he's about to turn 40 next month. And yeah, this tough. isn't the Roger Federer in his early 30s or his late 20s that would get down two sets, and it's like you knew he was coming back. So there's some real doubt here. We'll see if Herkic also doesn't get tight. If, you know, this will be the biggest win of his career to get to the semifinals at Wimbledon, his first time in a slam. So, you know, keep in mind, he might get a little nervy here and we kind of see that. And if you let that happen against Roger Federer, he can still make you pay. But not looking great, even though Roger Federer up 30 love here with Herkic on serve here to start the third. And Herkic never won anything until he won the ATP 1000 event in Miami uh, earlier this year. That was his first big uh, breakthrough. But yeah, to your point, I, I remember going to see Federer at the 2017 U.S. Open that four years ago, thinking, all right, I, I, need, to get, I need to see Federer in person before he retires, thinking he mm -hmm. maybe had one or two years left. Well, four years later, still going strong, right. but... This is a, this is a tough ask. We'll see if he can come back. Uh, the other uh, uh, the other quarterfinal match, by the way, Matteo Berrettini up a set, wins six three over Felix Auger Aliassime. They're on serve there. He would look to be the biggest threat to Djokovic if there yes. is a threat to Novak Djokovic. I totally agree. Shapovalov, uh, the Canadian, a great five set win, and that should be a fun match on Friday. But you know, this is clearing out for Novak Djokovic to make history and tie his compatriots Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal at twenty Grand Slams all time. Amazing. 20. And uh, and they've Djokovic. all done it in the same era. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. We're yeah, not going to know what we have until they're all gone here. And then we're going to be like, okay, who's going to replace these guys? I know. We yeah, we we shall see. I know line yet, by the way, up on Djokovic, Shapovalov. We'll uh, tell you about that when it gets there. Uh, Berrettini was a big favorite today. So that uh, continues. And what's interesting, too, is we'll, we'll stay uh, here talking events across the pond in Europe there, Wes. While we do have the John Deere Classic going on this week, we'll maybe get a little bit of a handicap there. Uh, this is one of those interesting times of the year where you've got uh, golf's next major, the British Open, coming up in a week's time. And so to prepare for that, a lot of the golfers, most of the top guys are, are preparing at the Scottish Open uh, as far as this week's event. So you look at the odds board right now, John Rahm, your betting favorite, 7-1. to one. And as you, you would expect, all the big names, Shoffley, Morikawa, McElroy, JT, Hatton, uh, they are they're all there, really, outside of a, a few. Uh, Bryson uh, DeChambeau obviously playing the match yesterday. Uh, no Kepka, no DJ, but still West. Really, really good field. I'm curious for you as a, a handicapper where, you know, you see you have two events. Normally, you do, I know, handicap the Euro events every week. But uh, for the average golf better out there, I know that we're, we're always going to talk first about the U.S. event just because it's here and you're going to be able to watch it a little more easily. But uh, wouldn't you think more uh, more of the investment would come in on the uh, on the Scottish Open this week, which is when you 
when you consider the the name value that you've got in that tournament, and there could be, I would think, some betting value to be had there. Right, and you did mention it, the very top-heavy, arguably the best field that the Aberdeen Scottish Open has had when you have four of the top five in the official world golf ranking, six of the top 11. So the four of the top five, that being Rom, Shoffle, Thomas, and Colin Marikawa, and we haven't even mentioned Rory McIlroy and Terrell Hatton. So six of the top 11, 10 of the top 30 in the world are in this week's field. This event was moved back to October last year due to COVID-19. So now it's in its customary spot before the Open Championship. So you are on a Lynx design. It's 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 not like a pure Lynx, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a manufactured Lynx. So at least it'll give them maybe some preparation before what they see at Royal St. George next week for the Open Championship. So uh, y- you look at this event and it there is going to be a little weather dependence. I think the scoring is probably going to come in the middle. This is Renaissance Golf Club. Uh, just about 20 miles east of Edinburgh, the capital city of Scotland. In 2019, Baron Wiesberger won this thing at 22 under par. And then last year, it was Aaron Ryan, a playoff over Tommy Fleetwood at 11 under par. Scoring, I think, is probably going to fall relatively in between, maybe a little more closer to the 22 under than the 11 under. It is supposed to rain every day, but it's Shocker. pretty much a, a light. Stunned. Yeah, it's pretty much a light <laughs> rain, though. It's really the wind. If the wind blows along with the rain, then you can see some difficult scoring like we saw last Last year when Aaron Rye beat Tommy Fleetwood in that playoff. So, look, I went a little bit down the board because you look, John Rahm, number one in the world, rightful favorite in every tournament he's in, and he's certainly the favorite next week at the Open Championship, but you just got your first major. And you hadn't played mm-hmm. in three weeks. So it's like, okay, sometimes we have seen that with some other elite players too, like a Dustin Johnson or some other guys. They get that first major and it's like, Morikawa you know, last year. Morikawa, yeah, a relief off our back. And they don't play well right away. That doesn't mean they completely fade, but they don't really, you know, get back to back to back wins. And, you know, there's usually a couple month honeymoon period when you have that first major. So that's why I skirted him. I skirted Xander Schauffele may get involved next week. Xander Schauffele, by the way, did just get married a week ago. So uh, either that's going to be a good thing with the quote-unquote nappy factor, or it's like, okay, he's married now, so let's fade him like met the approach our buddy Matt Humans would take with uh, Xander Schauffele. Colin Marikawa has never played links, really. This will be his first time going overseas because they did not have the Open Championship last year where he would have been in that field. So I skirted those guys. First guy I went with, and it's now, I believe, 18-1 to at BetMGM. I got him at 22 to one. And that's Terrell Hatton who has solid enough form recent runner up at the Palmetto four weeks ago mm-hmm. has won a couple times in Scotland, actually a much better player in Scotland than he is in his native England twice won the Alfred Dunhill links championship has been runner up in that event as well. And also a runner up in the past at the Scottish open two top sixes at the open championship in Scotland. So Terrell Hatton, 22 to one, I bet Brandon grace, 42 to one, another proven player on links in Scotland won that Alfred for Dunhill Links in 2012. Bagged a winner for me personally at the Puerto Rico Open this season at yeah. 20 to 1. Also finished fourth at the Memorial and seventh at the U.S. Open over the last about month and a half to two months. So this guy's in really sneaky good form. Guido Migliazzi, 58 to 1. The Italian was T4 at the U.S. Open, earned a spot there next year. Also stayed stateside and was a respectable T13 at the Travelers. Back to back runners up earlier in the season a couple months ago at the British Masters at the Belfry and also 
at the Maiden Denmark event. So he's very close to getting that third European Tour title. And then I'll just uh, go real quick with the longer shots I had. Martin Keimer, 6-6-1, trying to get a spot. Top three that aren't qualified get spots in the Open next week at Royal St. George. So Martin Keimer's not yet in that field. So he needs a very good finish this week. Ian Poulter, always like him the week before a major, always kind of a top five, top ten machine the week before a major. So I actually got him at a really good number at 68 to 1. Thomas Peters, a little bit over 70 to 1. And also Jason Scrivener in triple digits was first tee to green last week at the Irish Open and second on approach. So if he can just make a putt, I think he can contend. Yeah, I'm off Thomas Peters only because I made maybe the worst matchup bet in uh, in major golf history, when I bet Thomas Peters over Cameron Champ at the uh, the PGA, those two combined, Wes, to shoot 31 over. Thomas Peters was 16 over. I lost by one. Cameron Champ. I, I had a 12. Sh- I had a 12 shot lead. Before that, Thomas Peters even That's worse off. than my Matsuyama over DeChambeau <laughs> last week when Matsuyama had to withdraw due to yeah, COVID-19. That, that, that's, that's a rough one. Uh, mine, it, mine was, it was just bad. It was just, yeah, the quality, very bad. Uh, I will, I think, I think a lot of, of our general golf bettors are wondering, though, how much of a, I think we all think of Lynx courses and kind of all lump them together. When you're looking ahead now to Royal St. George for next week, uh, how much of a similarity is there going to be between these two courses? And are there any guys who are worth maybe taking a shot on for the Open Championship right now whose price might might shorten with a good week uh, there in Aberdeen? Yeah, you could look at Tommy Fleetwood. I want to see if I can get him at 50-1 to one for the Open Championship next week. A lot of people kind of are tipping him this week, of course, because he made the playoff with Aaron Rye mm-hmm. last year. And... You know, he hasn't really been in the great form, hasn't uh, found that kind of where he was a top 10 player in the world a couple of years ago. But I think he's about to have some good things happen. He, of course, he was very much happy that he is going to represent Great Britain in the Olympic Games. You know, some guys dropping in, some guys dropping out. But I think something good is going to happen to Tommy Fleetwood in golf within the next couple months. It could be a win next week at Royal St. George. So he would be a guy I would be looking at. These courses aren't exactly facsimiles, but obviously getting right. over there just in the elements, playing a little bit of link style golf can only help you, I think, instead of hurt you. And that's why you see four of the top five in the world elected to go over a week early. At what point do you start adjusting the sleep schedule, Wes, for those, uh, those 1 a.m. Pacific tea times? Like, is it now? Do you just, I mean, well, do you just do the Matt Eumann? I have, to adjust. I have to adjust, unlike Matt Humans, <laughs> who's usually up at that hour on a regular basis every single night. So oh, uh, it's yeah. just business as usual. More than, for him. More than like, regular. For go, him. go in and do the morning show, and just that interrupts my golf watch. Yeah, with some with some fast food sprinkled, you know, yes. in, in between. Uh, yes, that uh, that'll be great. Uh, but, and there is the John Deere event, uh, by the way. Daniel Berger, he is your favorite at ten to one for Wes and Brady Cannon's full breakdown to that. We do have our long shots podcast posted. Uh, Brady and Wes, the co-hosts of the world's number one golf betting uh, show. So check out uh, that for their picks on the John Deere. When we come back, though, we'll update you on uh, the Wimbledon. Roger Federer tries to make a big comeback in his quarterfinal match. Also, Jonathan Von Tobel joins us right after the break here on the Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.